Disrupting Worship, the podcast, is a set of conversations about the future of gathered worship. In the midst of struggle and tragedy, lockdown has offered us an unprecedented opportunity to pause, reflect, and reshape what it looks like to meet with God, the world, and one another. Welcome to the podcast Disrupting Worship, hosted by myself, Grace, and my co-host... Sam Hargreaves, hello. Hello, and I am so excited because we're going to be speaking to Noel Robinson. Um, he also did a play at my wedding, so that's my claim to fame. <laughs> and it was, it rocked, the whole oh school rocked up, so that, it was amazing. That's the so closest I got time. to a royal wedding. <laughs> it's the first time we've talked in 11 years. <laughs> so we've got a lot to, so, so I'd say to our listeners, just buckle in, you're in for a ride. And yeah. I hope, I really know you're going to be encouraged and uplifted from this conversation. And so Noel, just tell us a bit about yourself for those who can you believe it have not yet heard of you just (laughs) just just tell us what you want us to know about yourself well I am um you know I'm a worship leader um well I'm a worshiper who happens to be a worship leader it happens to be lots of other things a father brother um born of um uh, parents immigrants who came in the 60s from the Caribbean um I was born in the UK and um and I think uh, what would sum me up is my passion is uh, revival and what that looks like in all the the facets of community, um, whether political or social, or you know, or civic, um, and and how uh, my passion is to see believers live out their best life um, with what they have, you know, and 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 just to see God move in people's lives generationally and all those kind of things. So I write songs that I hope engage people in that journey, um, you know, of God's faithfulness, declaring his grace and his, his love, um, his provision. And that really challenges, you know, homes, um, local homes. Most people see me, might see me at big events, but actually um, I'm the worship leader that loves the, the prayer meeting at home. That's where I started as a young boy mm. um, and find myself leading worship in the House of Parliament um for lots of different civic meetings and then leading, leading stadiums you know i was recently in uganda well a few years back in uganda mm. um at nelson mandela stadium with a hundred thousand people wow. um inside and twenty thousand outside and i do everything in between spring harvest and um i think i think my heart is the church um, mm. i love the church with all its warts and mm. um and all its human thinking and, you know, and I recognize that all of us are striving to be one faith and mm. to see the goodness of God in the earth and to prepare the bride for the coming of Jesus. I mean, mm. I, my heart is that I'm passionate about those things and just trying to keep it together for myself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my family. So, um, yeah, that's not Robinson in a nutshell. Okay, great, great. So we'll just have an open conversation now. So what is, we've been talking to different worship leaders, different church, different leaders in the body of Christ, all about worship, pandemic, COVID. Um, so what I know, I'm just really, I've not really got any questions. I'm just really excited. What's on your heart? What do you want to share? What have been your reflections on, you know, you've got mm. these different roles, worship leader, father, um, civic kind of passions about Christians in the public worship. But what have been things that kind of 15 months in have kind of landed with you in terms of God worship pandemic? Well, I mean, one of the things is that um, when we when the pandemic started last year, just around this time or just you know, a few months earlier, um, I was actually... Um, 
about to enter like a, a month of international travel, which was uh, Nigeria, San Diego, Portugal, um, um, Austria, and um, and Scotland, you know, and and all of it was cancelled apart from Nigeria. So I f- found myself in Nigeria. Um, and did one event and then my office rang me and said we need to get you back because everything's shutting up in Europe and I was like what would you mean shutting up and I started to watch the BBC news <laughs> on Nigerian uh, networks you know I was like yeah I'm yeah. not watching Nigerian news um, they don't know anything about <laughs> pandemic and and then um, I found that whole, whole of Europe was shut down and so my office got me out of there after doing one event mm. and a uh, miraculous story because I got the last flight out of Lagos before it shut down yeah. um and went through Emirates and came back into London. And then some of the guys that were with me decided to stay until Tuesday. Well, that was like um, eight weeks later. Wow. <laughs> right. So, um, but along the short, I came back into a whole country shut down. Um, obviously, most of I'm full time ministry in what I do, um, serving the church. And obviously, church is shut. Then Noel Robinson ceases to, um, <laughs> to operate, you know. Um, but um, here was God saying that actually the core of your ministry um, is is not the platforms at church, but people's lives, because that's mm. what you do as a worship leader. Uh, the worship leader is his job is to reveal Jesus, mm. so that people can respond to who Jesus is. Right. So that's a simple of what when you define worship. And yeah. um, I love the theme that you use, disrupting worship, because it comes into that. And God just told me control or delete. And I was like, "Wow, that's a strange thing." Reset. <laughs> There's a reset in all things. And yeah. what was what was what was being reset was I, th- I think was, uh, and it's a strong word, but the idolatry mm. or the confidence we placed in the systems that we've created for many mm. many years. And he sort of told me that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Mm. Church right. shaken, life, political yeah. life, social life, everything yeah. that even stuff that was hidden. You know, we had the um, the whole. Um, Black Lives Matter and all this kind mm. of stuff, and we have all this uh, gender stuff. It's been shaken, yeah. and 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 one of the things that I, I began to realize that God is still God despite the shaking, mm. and yeah. and the vehicle because worship is a vehicle. So when you said that t- title, disrupting worship, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> because most of us have got caught up in. Oftentimes, worship can be reduced to um, our expressions that are rooted in our culture and the root mm. word of culture is cult, the way we do things, the way we believe things are. So you have the expression in, let's say the high church, you know, um, you know, there was that tension at your wedding grace, where there was like <laughs> the boys choir going, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. and then, then you've got, then you've got like um, dad with the, the, and the orchestra playing and like and, and then there's no room it's a rock and roll and it's like the tension between all three expressions like which one is a valid expression but actually the, the all of it is valid because mm. what it did was what it did was on the day and i'm using that as an example to, mm. to share you that the different expressions operating together actually made a sum total of a sound that revealed jesus mm. and and i think that um we need to go back to majoring on that our worship and as worship leaders, what we present is Jesus, not a musical style, mm. not a cultural expression where we major on our expression and say, this is the only way. And this is the way, you know, mm. we're dealing with disciples who didn't have the Bible. They just had the Old Testament, but did incredible miracles. Now we have the Bible and the writings of Paul and mm. Peter and all the different guys. Um, then we have a we have a kind of 
these, this is our gospel. And um, so my definition is how do we reveal Jesus in a 21st century mm. context with the backdrop being uh, a, a, a society that's been shut down by something we can't see. Mm. And, you know, um, so disrupting worship, um, I kind of have this sense where um, David, David is a young boy in a field looking after his father's sheep. He's a he's big family. He's a youngest son and he's in a field doing maybe what a servant should do, but he's out there doing what he's doing, you know, and, mm. um, but along comes Samuel and says, I've got to appoint a leader and you know the story, but the whole thing about David bringing a reformation was a control or delete mm. moment mm. In, right. in the Bible. And what it does is that David now realizes that he's not, he's not raised by the Levitical order of the day. He's not, He's not around a tabernacle. He's in a field mm. and he's encountering God in a field. Mm. And one of the things you find about God is God doesn't use anyone unless he gives you an encounter. Mm. He gives you, he doesn't use anyone unless he gives you an experience that, that you will not doubt mm. an experience that even when people are going, it's not real. You go, no, this is real to me. This is my truth. Yeah. And, and we know well that everybody's challenging people's truths. This is my truth. This is how mm. I see it. You know, mm. mate, you're on, you know, you're, you're, you're touching, you're touching a snake. No, that's the tail. Um, this is tree trunk. No, this is a real blind people trying to find out what the elephant looks like in the room. <laughs> and we all got our own definitions of it, but here comes Jesus who opens eyes and goes, no, here, this is the mm. father. And, mm. and, I, and I got a sense where David goes, I am going to bring about a reformation because of my encounter in the field where I saw God in the stars. I saw God in creation. I saw God in, in things that can't be seen mm. because I believe there's stuff that I don't see that God is there. Mm. So the dragons of the deep, I'm like, who talks about dragons? I mean, that's the King James version, you know, talks about the unseen world, talks about mm. the spiritual thing mm. that God is Lord of it. And then comes this tension now in Israel where, where, those guys or the Levites who had gone through the wilderness, mm. same God that parted the Red Sea, when it was hot, it was a cloud, you know, <laughs> when it was cold as a pillar of fire, yeah. their clothes never wore out, their shoes never, the shoes never wore out. When they were hungry, it fell from the sky. When they were thirsty, mm. it came out the rock, mm. you know, um, and they walked around this wilderness for 40 years and they were never sick. But here comes David going, now we need a reformation. We need to move mm. to a deeper revelation of God. God mm. doesn't change, but we need mm. to change in light of him being revealed to us. And what happens, he chooses to bring about a new worship in a, in a, in a temple or mm. in a tent. Mm. And, and, and what happens is that people go, well, what's wrong with, what's wrong with the old worship? Yeah. Isn't that mm. the worship that took us through the wilderness? Mm. We can't dispute the fact that when we got to the will, will, the Red Sea, they were right behind us. They were going to kill us. But this hedge of fire stopped them from coming close to us. And two million of us went over the Red Sea mm. on dry land. And then it came back and drowned them. You can't dispute the God that did that, that answered by fire. Mm. You know, we messed up and God opened up the earth and swallowed us up. <laughs> this, is, this, this, this religion, this, this, this expression. Yeah. Mm. is attached to the revelation of God in the wilderness. What's wrong with it? Mm. 
Mm. And David has this issue convincing them, saying, no, but God is doing a new thing. Mm. Isaiah 43. There's a control or delete that's coming. Mm. Our operating systems have been virused. Trojan viruses and <laughs> all the kind of stuff. And we become habitual, we become used to the mm. slowness of the machine. Well, it's always been slow. <laughs> I'll give it five minutes, it'll turn itself on. And it's always been, yeah, it's always, it always goes a bit funny. There's a little glitch in the screen. And all, all along, it's a virus in the operating system that makes it run slow. And here comes a virus checker, Jesus, revealing himself anew. Yeah. And he's going like, I've got it up. Up, I've got the updated version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this operating system, let's control all. Let's return back to factory settings. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a way where we are seeing worship in the 21st century become. Maybe we were forced to go back home. Yeah, yeah. Because God wanted to reignite the reason why we worship Him, yeah. and not worship. A physical building so to speak mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. although i am totally in for opening up the doors <laughs> there's something about yeah. there's something about your testimony grace and your testimony sam mm. uh, when you share it it causes me as a believer to to know that if god did it for you mm. if he did it for you grace if he did it for you sam mm. he can do it for me because that's mm. the that's the role of the believer mm. the bible says we're the, we're we're the overcomers because of the blood of Jesus, which was shed for us as believers. Mm. And we received, we received this, this act of God that he loved us. Mm. But our testimony mingled with that of redemption. Oh my gosh. Mm. Mm. What does that look like on our roads? What does that look like on our communities? Mm. We're, we're not just speaking it, we walk it out. Yeah, Sam, yeah, yeah. you've got a, Sam, you go, you still look like you're going to say something. Well, I, was, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, it's a big question, but what does that start to look like um, in our, either in our gathered worship life or in our, you know, our wider lives? You know, what may, have you started to identify some bits that maybe were a bit of a virus and some bits that are, you know, Jesus, you know, next update for us? It, how do you think it's going to look or how is it, at least how is it looking for you? Well, 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 I mean, I think that, I think that one of the things that we, we, we definitely, we definitely know, you know, so my definition of worship, like I said, is as a worship leader, my role is to reveal Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as a believer, as a believer, I am to respond to that revelation of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, that response goes beyond emotions, but it involves emotions. Mm -hmm. That, that response goes beyond soul-ish activities, but it involves the soul. Mm. And, and there's a sense where, where we have to engage our whole life. I mean, I love, I love um, and this probably explains a little bit about when God told the children of Israel, and this was the start of the journey, I'm calling you out of Egypt mm. to worship me. Mm. That was the whole mm. reason why. The mm. whole reason of this plagues and all that stuff was I want my people out so they can worship me. Yeah. And God's desire for worship, he doesn't need it. But actually, when you think about the, the worship chromosome that we have, the spiritual DNA that God breathed into us, that we're connected to him by spirit, mm. that, that the Egypt journey into 
Judaism into contemporary worship as we know it today through the whole Bible, you know, and all the, mm. the church going dark in the dark ages. Mm. All of that really adds up to this original space called the Garden of Eden, where God created a space for humanity to walk with him. Mm. There were no churches there. Mm. There was no organized religion. Yeah. Mm. There was no organized what we call um, structures. And I'm not saying I'm against them yeah, yeah, yeah. because where people are, you need structure. Um, but Adam and Eve had an encounter with God mm. that the Bible says they heard his voice mm. walking. Can you imagine living in a world exactly like this with all the human stuff mm. but you're connected to the holy spirit mm. god and he communes with you mm. that you're driving your car and it's not it's not road rage but it's road praise <laughs> <laughs> that you're going into the workplace whether you work mm. in finance or you are um you work in the civic places looking after light bulbs in the um <laughs> in the <laughing laughs> post or you clean roads or, or 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 you look after a counselor but but this place where our humanity is connected to the presence of god and the presence is just as real as you reaching out and touching a flower mm. in actual fact it's more real than than what you see with your your human five senses and i think that this control alt delete this season that we're in is about us finding this place where jesus points us to the father yeah and he sure. taught us to pray and he said our father mm. who art in heaven this is the truth mm. that jesus talked about mm. but then the holy spirit helps us mm. and this this i call it the cycle of it's really the cycle of life that we're part of that the breath of god in us both physical and both spiritual through the truth of jesus mm. uh, jesus gives authenticity to our worship mm. the angels say the angels go we're really jealous of you humans because you sing a song that we can't sing you sing a song that's got laced in it redemption hope grace Mm. you've experienced the redemption of god mm. that that maybe if we fell we wouldn't get that story of lucifer mm. and the mm. angels mm. being cast mm. into the pit there's no redemption for the fallen angels mm. but we get the choice to love jesus and yeah, walk yeah, in yeah. this god that's in a mother i don't maybe i'm speaking to somebody here now that a mother with three or four kids and life is not easy yeah, yeah. You're struggling with meeting, meeting, meeting the needs of your children, let alone your own needs, mm. and they may be mental health needs. But here comes Holy Spirit, yeah, and it gives you access to Jesus, and they envelop you, and in that place, you have communion with Jesus. Mm. And the hard place is the hard place, but Jesus is in that is in the fire with you. Mm, amen. Mm, mm. That's See, what I think 21st century worship is going to be about. Mm. Mm. So, your control delete, I'm hearing it's about returning to its embracing simplicity. That maybe, maybe we, we need we need structure. Um, God is a God of uh, 
um, or, you know, doesn't want chaos, he created order out of chaos. But yet maybe our desire for control, in a way, we created more chaos <laughs> in, in some other way. And so your reflection is that actually this is, God is using this time to actually say, let's get back to the real essence of what it is to know me anytime, any place, mm. anywhere, beyond just this Sunday gathering so I have a question for you Noel when those Mm -hmm. invitations will start coming back to go to do the stadiums and you know spring harvest how might you hold that space differently in light of this controlled alt delete season that we've been in and are in well being a musician there's always that tension um, between the music that I create to tell the story it maybe in the past the music has been um, the has been the vehicle to carry the story, but maybe in the past the music has been more important than the story because the music itself is a vehicle, and the power of the music is what is contained, the story it tells, mm. and I and I think that standing in front of one or or hundred thousand I need to reveal Jesus in these songs mm. does it stop me from dancing no I'll still dance I'll still bop and still do yeah. what I do my music's going to be loud mm. but you know I have this saying that music is the only thing that we have in the earth that contains a man's emotions intention and revelation mm. it's the reason why so much of our theology is caught in songs mm. Mm. You know, we recently did the song, you know, We Seek Your Kingdom, mm. which is the eventide melody. Um, and uh, we put our own poetry to it. Some people thought that's sacrilege, but we felt that uh, we couldn't no. touch. We couldn't I touch. Am- we couldn't touch, amazing, <laughs> we couldn't touch amazing Grace. <laughs> we couldn't touch Amazing Grace. We'll get in trouble for that. That's <laughs> sacred. But, but the fact that we were able to tell that content, you know, and encourage people to 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 see God in the civic space, yeah, yeah to yeah. see God in praying for our leaders. Um, I I think whether I stand in front of ten or hundred people, I, I want to be able to show Jesus. Mm. Whether that's been on a platform that is overtly Christian or mainstream, mm. you know, mm. invited to festivals, um, I, I want that picture to be carried in the music and without a shadow of a doubt, Jesus is Lord. That's yeah. that's my that's my yeah. heart. So it doesn't change. I, I just want to see more Jesus. Yeah, and I think we want Jesus. to really encourage you with that song, Noel, because you know we seek your kingdom. I mean, Sarah and I we've engaged. We've been doing stuff with LICC for a number of years now, and and whenever we do events, we seek your kingdom is is the final song we sing every time. It's our anthem that we've been doing. I don't know for four or five years now. Yeah. Um, but you guys have done this. If people don't know, there's this uh, new recording that you guys did, Andy and Donna yeah, and um, Lou Fellingham. And the best thing about it, apart from your wonderful singing and, and lyrics, is that you shot the video in Luton. Yes, mate, we went to there. Luton, mate. <laughs> Which is our town. <laughs> oh, is that what yeah. you guys are? Yeah. Oh, Luton. Oh, we, we love, love Luton. Luton. <laughs> mate, yeah. I'm just like 40 minutes away of that. 
Oh, mate, it was so good. You're on. If people, I mean, I'm guessing most people listening to this have heard it because we plugged it through Engage, and I know it's gone to number one in the Christian charts and all whatever that all means. But like that means that lots of people have seen it and heard it and are singing it, and that is such an encouragement. I think uh, that a hymn, as you say, which is drawing on the past, it's drawing on a familiar tune but the words are so fresh. You know, they're not just about me having a lovely time when I sing a song. They're about God transforming and healing and redeeming society. And the power of that in this moment where you say we're in the reset, we're in the, we're in the control alt moment and people have got a choice whether they, you know, everyone wants to go back to church and I get that. And we're, you know, we're all hungry to get back and sing together. But if that's all we're looking forward to, then I'm worried because there is this, you know, there's this kind of, hey, guys, there's a world out here, you know? I kind of love it. And and that's, for me, that's the encouragement of that song is that, you know, God is saying to us, come on, how are we going to worship in our streets and in our businesses and when we're serving coffee or when we're, you know, putting the washing on and, and dealing with the kids? You know, there's a scripture that, and a word that's used, an old English word, word and it says, ascribe to mm. God. And, and there's a sense that um, the revelation of who Jesus is when we're doing what we call the mundane mm. actually brings authenticity to our worship. So I have this picture of, you know, the nursery, the nursery um, worker yeah. who um, who's looking after the babies, the kids, and their job is just making sure they don't eat stuff off the floor or whatever <laughs> and feed them at the right time and nappies get wet and there's this whole sense that it's it's the mundane because it's what you do day in day out Mm. but you'll find that those people who work in those places have a deep love for children Mm. so what energizes them in the mundane is that this deep love to see children Mm. and there's a sense where you can go to church and you're not engaged. You're engaged in a habit of going. Mm. And it doesn't empower you mm. in the sense that apart from you're in the right place to be empowered. But, but there's a sense where if the passion behind why you go is, is um, in the right place, as in, Lord, I need you to reveal something of yourself to me through my fellow mm. brothers and sisters. Is there a word? that you want to bring to me that will change my life. And even if there's no word, Lord, just a gathering of, you know, of people just helps me to stay strong. Mm. And I, and I, and I have a sense where if it goes back as normal, all we'll be doing is just going to church. Yeah. But if it goes back with a new emphasis on, wow, we're going to be changing yeah. our worlds and, we're, we're going to be empowered by a fresh move of God. You know, mm. I did say that the two senses that died in the garden of Eden was the ability to see God because of disobedience, see God mm. and hear God. Mm. But in Acts two, the mm. two senses that came alive was their ability to see God mm. and to hear God. Cause they heard yeah. a sound that they'd never heard before. Cause they said it yeah. was like a, yeah. and then they saw something cloven tongues. They described it as that. It was it cloven tongues? I'm not sure. Was it was it a oh, wind? No, it was like a mm. means that 
and they described it in their own culture, in their own first century mm-hmm. metaphors, right? I've got a sense that we're going to see God at work and maybe you won't say he's like a mighty rushing wind, but we might say he's like, wow, a supersonic plane burst in there. And I'm just opening that up for mm-hmm. people to go look and the reasons why we go to church is empowered in by our revelation of Jesus. Mm. So the authenticity of your worship always has to have Jesus in it, mm. not an emotion. Mm. And the life of the spirit, which energizes us in our worship, because our human sin is that we're all falling short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short of what God designed us to be. Mm. Therefore, we need the Holy Spirit and the revelation of Jesus to bring us to that place. And whether it's singing a truth for a song or hearing a word that actually changes us um, or just being with people Mm. who can encourage you, you know, that you can do it, Mm. you know, the outrageous love of God. Or reckless love. Outrageous is one of my songs, so I just yeah. <laughs> you is got that, there first. Is that the same God that can meet a man lying in a doorway because he's fallen by the wayside? Mm-hmm. When everybody walks past him, story of the Samaritan. And what happens is this amazing thing where Jesus picks him up and he finds a community of people. And that same person begins to speak about the redemption. Mm. And because it's it's attached to a fresh expression of Jesus, mm. it has a life. Mm. I actually believe that part of the problem with the church is that we need to learn to ascribe everyday and mundane things to the acts of God working mm. in your life mm. because that produces a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving. Mm. And the Bible says, enter his gates with mm. thanksgiving, yeah. right, in your heart. Mm. And you know what? When thanksgiving is in your heart, guess what happens? It cannot fail but come out. Talk to the man that fell in the water and somebody dived in and rescued him because he couldn't swim forever in his mouth would be that moment where he faced death, but somebody pulled him out. The face of the person that pulled him out will forever be etched in his mind. Every time he sees him or her, <laughs> he goes, thank you. Yeah. Because I would not be here today if you didn't dive in and rescue me. This is what Jesus did for us. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we have to learn the hard way. Hmm. God, puts us in situations that are so tough. That's right. Wanting us to go, Abba, Father. Mm. And when we say Abba, Father, with a knowing that, God, you're going you're, you're gonna to walk this thing through with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. That's where we are. Control, alt, delete. Mm. Get rid of all the mm. stuff that stops us from seeing him. You know, one, one writer goes, the Bible says that casting down every imagination Mm. that rise itself against the knowledge of God for yourself. Mm. So there's an empowerment in that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was uh, struck when you were talking about simplicity. It reminded me of you posted yourself uh, singing 
some of the redemption hymns Ooh, out of the redemption hymnal and a cappella often and uh, one post you wrote about you know that that's how you did it as a young boy just with voices in the prayer meeting and uh, some of these resources that we have that we thought we needed the backing track or the the synth layers or the smoke machine or the light lasers or the band <laughs> you know we have all this stuff that we put on top like this, all this scaffolding and yet you know you've picked up something as simple as the you know relatively simple as the redemption hymnal and your voice and you've got mm. a story there yeah i just wondered if you wanted to yeah, talk about I, yeah, that experience. i mean I'm, I'm a musician i love the lights and the smoke and, mm. and mm. all the big screen digital screens and the loud music and the grooves and just, just get your groove yeah, on let's yeah, do yeah. this <laughs> um, that's 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 my expression i love that i love the revelation I have that I'm able to express it in that way, but I can't worship the expression. Mm. And then I was reminded one day that, um, you know, they say in the first five years of your life are the most impressionable. That's where you learn mm. and possibly the first nine, 10 years, that's where you learn stuff, you know? And, um, and my mom died when I was five years old. Mm. Um, so there was a sense of mourning in our home and um, my dad played guitar. And um, so he would come home after work and and back in those days <clears throat> there was only like three stations if that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't be that old and, no and, and there was no remote control so you get you get called from downstairs to come upstairs to switch the tv over <laughs> mum and dad but dad couldn't be bothered to get up off the chair but you know switch it on to 37 you're like i learned to count that way anyway but but uh, yeah in in those days you know off off, uh, we call it Windrush, uh, where um, we, we, as a young boy, I was protected from so many things. I was protected from racism, and mm. but yet still, there was always a gathering at our house, at least once a month, where where there was a people who had come into this country who knew that they would not be able to achieve what they achieved without God. Mm. So prayer became a thing, and. They'd come into the home and and they'd open the songbook and just pass me not, oh gentle savior, hear my humble cry. And they'll sing that song that you know, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. And these songs were songs that weren't just sang lyrically, but I look back now and I go, there was something about how they hosted mm. Jesus. Mm. And I felt it. Mm. And when they began to pray, it it wasn't fancy words. It was that lament. Mm. But it was true lament. Mm. But there was a line of gold of praise that went mm -hmm. through it. Mm. And that passion to build community, knowing that they couldn't do it on their own, that passion to build strong spiritual homes, those songs kind of stayed with me. And I, I picked up the hymnal and I was like, wow, as a songwriter, I'm always trying to write. I wish I could write like those songs. Mm. And I picked it up and, and I began to read the lyrics. And this is what made it into my DNA, these melodies that were attached to 
compassion and the revelation of Jesus mm. in my parents. I once said to somebody that I don't want to do what my dad did. He worked really hard. <laughs> but what I want is that in his eyes was a spark that on the hillside in Jamaica, where there was no running water and they had to go to the stream to collect water down the road, countryside, no electricity. He said, I am going to take an opportunity to come to the United Kingdom. They said, the streets are paved with gold. They said, there's work. They said, there's that. That spark in his eye that made him come and the prayer meetings mm. and that made him stay so mm. I could be born. Mm. I go, that's what I want. Mm. Mm. So these songs, they attach me to a moment in, in the past, but which is great, but the better thing is that they've become alive in my now. Mm. Mm. That's right. If a song doesn't come alive in your now, mm. then you're attaching yourself to the past. Mm. Hence why I write new songs. I said new songs break old cycles. Mm. Mm. That's why I control alt delete. Mm. How, how could I take this old song and bring it? Oh, that's really old here, man. We don't sing that anymore. And I'm like going, but that truth remains. Mm. So for me, it's a now song. Mm. Alongside mm. the songs that I've written. <laughs> and the albums that I've done. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, <laughs> no. But no, how, uh, as a creative artist and a creative person, how have you found the creative process the past 15 months? Has it been a, have you found songs have welled up? Have you found it's been a bit dry? Have you just got bits of paper here and there? Uh, yeah. What? Do you know what? What's really cool about that is that, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote maybe two, three songs in the whole pandemic. One of them we're going to release later on. It's a song called You Are Unrivaled. And it's about um, casting down idols and things that we've created. And um, and we're turning back to God. So that's the one song that is going to be released out of this. But then I found myself creating music for um, what we call library music. Um, Can you, you explain know, that to some? Li library enough. music is, you know, you walk into a hotel and um, in the background you hear beep, 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 yeah. <laughs> or you walk into a restaurant and you hear yeah. Yeah. you know and you go shazam what's that from you know um, <laughs> um, but um I, I found myself writing lots of music like that and i've got some mm. stuff coming out so i just spent some time doing that mm. got a little project coming out um, and, and god had me do that and he had me describe moments in in that music because no words in it so I had a song called Runaway Train. And what I was trying to um, picture was life just going 100 miles an hour. And we don't know how we're going to stop. Mm. You don't know how we're going to stop. We're flashing through stations and we're, I think there's a movie like that. And I had this picture of Runaway Train, that track. <laughs> And it's music that just moves like, you know, yeah. and I imagine people listening to it and going, yeah, this is a runaway train. And there's another one where I had this amazing picture of uh, Saturday afternoon driving down the M1 from Luton, Yay. <laughs> you know, from that way and coming into London, there's this sunny, it's just like afternoon mm. and it's, it's beautiful sunroof open mm. and you're just cruising along there, mm. and that's, you know, mm. and there's just this whole 
the air atmosphere is just like, wow, you know, and I'm trying to write music uh, without, without words mm. that when people play, they get a sense that, you know, I said, music's the only thing that we have that you can, you can hold a man's intention, revelation mm. and, and um, emotion in one note. Mm. And when that note is played, people go, Oh, wow. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, that's, I felt like this or it felt like that. So yeah. I explored that part of me again. You know, I used to do that years ago, but I explored. So now I'm getting back into writing um, worship songs and I've got a holy put content <laughs> I can pull from, you know. Yeah. And um, you've been doing the uh, the Vox Collective show, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I haven't managed to find that like in a real TV, but I've been watching the clips online and stuff and it's, brilliant diversity of guests and it just looks terrific and to hear some of the well tell people tell people about that yeah. i mean vox collective is an idea that um um that that follows on from um people might have heard of me kingdom worship movement renewal conferences uh, one of the things that god really spoke to me about was about race and unity and how mm-hmm. churches come together and and that my 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 whole th- thing you know for the last 10 12 years is bringing people that are called regardless if your color where you're mm. from and i engage with the bulgarian church and the pakistan church and the tamil church and then the eastern european churches russian church and um the african church ghanaian zimbabwe and uganda and mm. uh ethiopian churches all all these churches exist in london because these communities are here and the iranian church and you know um i i wanted to bring people together so they could tell their story and and um that's what I did for the worship conference. Then I had the opportunity to do it on, to mirror that or to bring that onto our TV screens. Mm. It's done by TBN. Mm. So you can, you can see all the, the first series, 12 shows on mm. demand, on demand for TBN. And um, it's called Vox Collective. So I brought, I'm bringing together the voices, you know, um, Martin Smith, um, you know, Martin Smith, Graham Kendrick, you know, Dave Brewer, some of the well-known names. And then I brought together some guys that like Moira, um, mm. who's well known as well but um i brought together some names that may not be well known in uh what we call the mainstream community mm. but actually in their own communities they they have mm. a voice and the real passion behind it is releasing the prophetic voices of a generation mm. uh, because everybody tells a story whether you're a ronnie padilla spanish-speaking worship leader or, or mm. pastor now who who's come to england um, as a missionary um but he's got a story to tell about mm. his calling mm. and they will tell their story and sing a song. And sometimes they tell the story song about Lou Fellingham, just like some of the major voices, you know, Philippa Hanna, some of my great friends, you know, and, and we've been able to do that. So and we've got, we've done a six show series just, just finished last week. And um, wow, it's just like really, really special mm. hearing people's testimony, Nick and Becky Drake, you know, mm. all, all age worship. I mean, what does that mean in a season like this? Well, we've been at home. How has your family worshipped? And maybe yeah. they've got some stuff, you know, you know, talking to some of the, the worship leaders who've been through some traumatic stuff. That's why they can tell their story in song. Mm-hmm. And actually the the regular listener will go, oh, that's a great song. That's not a great song. Oh, I don't like that song. <laughs> Without knowing their story, because oftentimes it's the story that, yeah, like, you know, Lolita mm-hmm. Gill, you know, she's in, bristol and and we had um suzanne hannah from ireland and people came that far 
to London to tell their story and sing a song. Mm. Profound, powerful moments. Um, I wish everybody could switch on to it and watch it um, because I will say that there is always a conflict with um, Christian media and how it's portrayed and what it says, you know. Mm. Um, uh, but I think that this is the season where we shouldn't be ashamed of our Christian media mm. uh, because for the first time in history, thousands and millions of people responded to the gospel mm. because of Christian media. Mm. And if the angels celebrate that, we need to celebrate our own, you know, God TV, mm. TVN and all mm. the stations there, whether we like them or not, mm. but they're of God. And we don't want to be those disciples that went, look at those guys doing miracles over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus like, what's wrong with that? They're doing it in my name. What's that? Why does that to be a part of your club? So there's a sense where Vox Collective um, is, is another arm of of what I feel God's leading me into ministry and mainstream Christianity on TV and and actually it's preparing a digital altar for all the priests to come and and offer their sacrifices and mm. and tell their stories and the world sees it and goes whoa I identify with that mm. 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 storytelling is so powerful yeah. we are in the age of it I think so I just watched on Amazon Prime Mary J Blige she's on a film. Mm. all about 25th anniversary at my life and you see how the fans say you spoke my truth I and I was heard and then like yesterday I saw pink again yeah. you know she's got a whole tribe and I was just kind of thinking yeah we are wide for love connection belonging and I rejoice for we've got TBN yikes who've got the resources to get those voices out but I think even there is that invitation at a local your local parish church how can we be better in this season for people to tell their story and on Sunday, just gone, we had to cancel our church service because I was told I had to self-isolate. And, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so it was all chore- it was all very yeah. stressful. But the good that came out of it is that um, my husband went because he could go. He, was, he hadn't met this person who potentially had COVID. Um, and they ended up having a therapy session. He said, he said, well, they just got, I saw they had chairs out and they were talking and they were telling their story. And it just affirmed more and more that in this season, we just need to gather and tell our story, hear our story, have the odd song, but more and more what people want to do is hear their story. And then he left feeling, I have been heard. I belong. My experience Absolutely. is not alone to me. So I just want to encourage what you're doing, Anol, because the whole media, of mm. course, is now all about, this is my story. And, and people then resonate with it or not. And I think as Christians, we need not need to be afraid of doing that. And mm. I thank the Lord for people like yourselves who can do it much high profile. But I suppose the people listening, you know, now is the season where people just want to gather and weep together and tell their story and realise I was not the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Um, we need to wrap up, uh, but it's been so brilliant to just... Mm. Uh, get riff your with you. yeah riff with you get the the gold that just uh comes from your experience Noel, and we're so grateful um you. would you um have you got any like web presence and social media ways oh. people can connect with you yeah of course you can find me on facebook Noel robinson hit me up on my music page um you won't be able to be added to the personal one i'm going to shut that down soon so <laughs> but, um, i'm on instagram as Noel robinson uk i'm on twitter as Noel robinson uk I'm on LinkedIn as Noel Robinson UK. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I've got a website, noelrobinson.com. Um, if you go to it, um, you can find out some of the stuff that I'm doing. If you want to support ministry, um, please, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, this season we've been hit pretty hard. But yeah. if you ever want to support ministry, you can find 
um, a way to do that on norrobinson.com. And um, please just send your testimonies in and just mm. um, encourage, you know, and, and and allow God to just do what he wants to do through us, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. But, yeah, thank you very Definitely. much. Um, oh, bless you, Noel. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, yeah thank you. Great. Thank oh, you. it's great, Grace, and it's great, Sam. Sam's always, like, you know, doing stuff anyway, so I get to see him. <laughs> Grace, it's just good to see you on this yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, Grace is our secret weapon here. Man. <laughs> yes, mate. I loved our chat. We'll have to do another one. If you do a season yeah. three, oh, when, love to get you back and, and hear what, how this Control-Alt-Delete has, yeah, what Pan yeah. yeah panned out reset man reset, yeah, reset for the body of christ yeah yeah so we can move into all that god has us mm. for mm. Amen. amen visit engageworship.org slash disrupting worship for reflection questions and links to resources for each episode you can get in touch with us by email on info at engageworship.org and also via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Engage Worship. Mm -hmm.